I have right now with me, Tattletail. How's it going? Hey, good. How's it with you? I'm good, and I made everything work. That makes my day. <laughs> um, so, how is it doing? Are you um, are you out in? Ed- oh, I want to say Edmonton. Am I saying yeah? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm from Edmonton, and most of the time I'm in Edmonton, but I've been living in Toronto kind of part time this year. So right now I'm in Toronto. Even better. Uh, that's my hometown. Yeah. So it's it's very nice to hear people oh. enjoying the city. Um, yeah, yeah. So first and foremost, um, you've got a new album that just came out, and you've got some yep. social media. So how does everybody get a hold of you? How does everybody listen to you? Yeah, so on social media, uh, on any any of the sites, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, any of that, it's I Am Tall Tale, and that's T-A-L-L-T-A-L-E. And then for music, I'm everywhere music is found, just under the name Tall Tale as one word. Perfect. Um, and I've been listening to your stuff on Spotify, so I definitely recommend just go check that out. It's, it's probably oh, the easiest. <laughs> Um, oh, so much to get into, but uh, let's, let's start off. You recently performed here in London. You were part of uh, Juno Fest. Yeah. Uh, how'd that go for you? How'd you enjoy being part of that whole big Juno celebration? It was so cool. Like you, you know, like growing up and, and the, the Junos are such a, you know, a big deal. They're like the Canadian Grammys, you know? And mm-hmm. so it's like getting to actually be there and see what it's like and, and participate in it too is, is such a, a wild experience and kind of, it's it's like a mix between being like very humble to be there, but also kind of like battling imposter syndrome for some of it. Like, am I supposed to be here? You know, like you, because yeah. <laughs> there's like all these like artists you admire and you see them like walking around and you can talk to them and, and that's so wild. And the, and the show was great. I got to play at Club Lavish, which is such a cool venue. It is a really fun venue. They do a lot of really cool stuff mm-hmm. there. So that's very cool. Um, so, uh, it's, it's a really, I'm not really sure where to start. So let's start with the really basic. How did you come up with Tall Tale? Okay, yeah. So uh, it was a couple of years ago. I actually used to perform for a little while. And my first EP originally was under the name Tat, just T-A-T, because my my uh, actual name, my, my birth name is Tatiana. Mm-hmm. And uh, and all my friends call me Tat. And so I just, uh, I, I went with that for my stage name. But then I got into some legal trouble. And then I had to change my name to something new in a shorter period of time. And and I was sitting and really racking my brain. And then I was just sort of thinking about, um, I know a lot of people think it's because I'm tall, like I'm six feet tall. And I think that that's like maybe subconsciously a small part of that played into it. But I think that uh, the way I've kind of always approached writing music uh, since I was young was kind of, was sort of taking something that's true and then you kind of exaggerate it and, and pull more out of it. And I kind of, that's, that's why I've always liked to song, right? And so I thought that the name Tall Tale was kind of fitting for my music since it kind of fit the idea of like this kernel of truth that gets kind of uh, spun a little bit into something that's a little more exaggerated or a little more dreamlike, you know? Okay. That's actually really cool. Um, and it, and it goes <laughs> on to your, uh, to, the, to the name of your first EP, at least the one on Spotify, which is My Friends Call Me Tat. So that, okay. Yeah, that made a lot more sense when the name was Tat, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... How did you get into the music writing? Like, it, it sort of looks like you've been doing it for quite a while. And, and I know you did your undergrad um, for pop music and I want to say classical composition. No, jazz composition. Jazz, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I've been writing music like, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 please go for it. I was going <laughs> to, uh, I've been writing music like, this is such a cliche answer, but like, as long as I can remember, I've been writing songs. Like, I, it's not that I was like a composer from a young age, but I remember being like six and seven and I have all these like journals from when I was growing up and I never did diaries, but I, I always wrote lyrics 
and I, I could still pull out those like journals and sing the songs. Like I, I knew what they were supposed to sound like, but I didn't pick up any instruments until the seventh grade. I picked up guitar mm-hmm. and that's when I started playing drums uh, because I was in school band and clarinet mm-hmm. was, I was not sitting with me and the only way out was <laughs> drums. Um, and so I'd audition for drums and then it, it's so wild because that's what I ended up doing my degree in. I was like a drum major and a composition major in university, um, which is, which is so crazy. But despite the fact that the degrees in like jazz and Latin and contemporary music, um, I, I feel really grateful to have learned all of that in classical theory. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always loved pop music. Like, you know, I grew up in the era of like my first cassette tape was Backstreet Boys and like, oh. I've always loved pop. And so now it's cool to get to do pop, but kind of with the with the theory background and everything, mm-hmm. you know, and and I was talking with another buddy in another band, and they're sort of moving mm-hmm. towards that that pop sound as well. And there's almost a stigma towards pop music, but there is a, a very big art form to writing a good pop song. Totally, yeah. I and, think like it's so interesting because especially going to like jazz school, but I think you go to any music school, but especially with stuff like jazz, like I think there's kind of like a lot of like snobbery kind of towards pop music thinking that it's kind of like for the layman you know mm-hmm. like and it's so simple and it's so easy but i i think that there's there's a there's an an art and a challenge in writing things simply and and writing things in a way that you know is is accessible to people or makes you know, i just think it serves like a different purpose than other kinds of genres and i don't know why that is something that needs to be kind of looked down at i think that that's so like el- elitist and silly yeah and it, it it does it, particularly with jazz because it is its own community and its own you know identity. I think that mm-hmm. though I mean rock and roll and pop it does borrow heavily from jazz, so it's it, 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 totally. It's, it's so that leads to your new album, and and <laughs> I've, I've been reading a bunch of articles and stuff on it, but and I've been listening to it, but I'd much rather talk to you about it. Um, <laughs> you, you you this this is definitely Japanese inspired. Definitely aesthetically, very much so. And then in the content, yes, yeah. So how did this album come about? What's the history on this one? How how did you how did you get to this point, I guess is where I'm trying to Yeah. I um I went on this trip to Japan like oh man, I think it was like four years ago with a couple friends and it was the first I've I've traveled before but never to Asia. Mm-hmm. And I went on this trip and I feel like it really changed me a lot as a person in terms of uh, I think there's a lot to be said for for when you're somewhere and you can't even like like the letters aren't aren't you know like uh, latinic letters like I can't even guess at what the signs were saying you know and mm-hmm. and I you know realized like I didn't know how to communicate with people even on a basic level and for the first time I was a visible minority you know mm-hmm. and and I think that there's things like that that make you really reflect on on a lot in yourself and kind of the way you it, it really pushes you outside of your comfort zone and I kind of think that. Um, accelerated growth happens when you're out of your comfort comfort zone, you know? And, mm-hmm. and I think that that trip really moved me. So then in, in a couple of years later, I went back twice in six months. I went in the fall of uh, 2017 and then the spring of 2018. And I started the record that fall. And then in the spring I came back and I filmed the music videos mm-hmm. for the whole thing. And, and I wanted all the songs, it, it kind of like slowly shaped into uh, sort of a, a concept album in a sense. Like I, as I would like ride around on the subways and trains, I would, you know, have my headphones in and be listening to music. And I've always kind of pictured video, like visuals and music together. So I would sort of be like looking at the nightlife of let's say Tokyo and thinking about what kind of song, you know, what, what instrumentation would sound good there and like what kind of, you know, vibe that song could have. And then, and the 
the topics as well. It was kind of interesting, like the way I sort of had a list of topics I wanted to write about. Mm -hmm. And then I had like a list of visuals I wanted to hit. And then I had sort of um, musically like vibes I wanted to have. And I almost Mm -hmm. just sort of like matched them up that way, if that makes sense. No, it does. And and you talk about riding around in your trains, particularly um, a couple of the uh, in transit pieces. So it's it, it is, I guess, technically an EP, even though there's like 10 tracks, five, nine tracks yeah. on the album. Um, there's these sort of transitory pieces in between them. And mm-hmm. um, to me, particularly the uh, the uh, Sundoku one. Oh, yeah. Felt a lot like riding around on the train. Like, like yeah, that's, that, that one's sort kind of like a late lazy sunday kind of vibe is mm-hmm. sort of yeah yeah and, which, which and I'm yeah. Not, oh, no sorry go ahead please oh no 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 i, I was just uh gonna mention like yeah i think i mean you, you totally nailed it in the in transit both like it, it was meant to be kind of in the literal sense of of transportation but also like uh transitory like personality wise you know mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. And and that's a very cool concept to the album, and and it certainly segues, but segues uh, between the the tracks quite nicely. Um, I so I guess my my next dumb question because I'm always curious about the techno as well. Where was this recorded? Okay, so this this record was kind of interesting because it had more than one um, producer on it. In the past, I've kind of worked with one for a whole EP, mm-hmm. and this one. One of the songs, the first song off the record, Tokyo, um, that one is produced by Alex Klingo, this amazing producer, and he's out in Vancouver, BC. Mm-hmm. We actually, we've known each other since junior high, and so it's so wild to me that he's still doing music. He just scored, like, the Predator trailer and the Han Solo movie trailer. Like, mm-hmm. he's, it's amazing that we're both still in music. And so he met up with me in Edmonton over Christmas break um, last year, and then we, we kind of put that song together, and then, he sort of, and then we sort of worked long distance, him in Vancouver and me in Edmonton. Okay. And then um, the second song, Shed My Skin, was done in Tokyo. And then the other three main tracks, as well as the interludes, were done in Edmonton with um, Robbie Townsend, uh, who's a, an, a real up-and-coming producer in Edmonton. Like, he's incredible. Very cool. And, yeah. and I, not just sitting down and sort of hammering it out, but but having that sort of back and forth, do you, do you think that, on top of all the other things that we talked about, sort of that imagery and that idea of transit, do you think, literally having the album in transit came up with this sort of concept man i think that i think that like it really helped that is for the producers like especially like alex was the only one that i had to really work long distance with because even the one in tokyo like luckily i got to be in the space mm-hmm. for for the, for the time it was being worked on but i think like i i think what made it cool is that alex is someone i, I think i understood that he would get what i was going for because he's been to Japan himself. He, w- he was there somewhat recently at the time I contacted him. And so it was, it was funny because, yeah, like the music, you know, the sort of that, that song got passed around as in transit between the two of us, but we both had the, we both kind of co-wrote those lyrics together about our, both of our first experiences coming to Tokyo. So it's funny that we're, we were writing long distance about a place that was somewhere else. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I think that that definitely did add to it for sure. That's very cool. I definitely the album is is really quite interesting um and just sort of segue off of that is there like i i know the album just dropped but there's you know i particularly something like you i'm betting there's almost never a stop to the writing process so i have to ask what's what do you do you have stuff coming up what's coming up i know you got a bunch of events coming up i think yeah well so i still have music videos to release for this album two of them are out mm-hmm. and then there's three more to release so i'll be doing that over the next you know sort of few months Ooh, um 
And then I, uh, in the meantime, yeah, writing, I write a lot for other artists. That's been happening more and more. I'm with this amazing publisher called Simba Music Publishing, and I, I do a lot of writing. I'm starting to do more for artists here, but thanks to them, I've, I've had the opportunity to write for artists in Japan and Korea, which I love doing. I love Very K-pop cool. so much. <laughs> and uh, I'm just starting to settle back into writing for myself. This past week, I like started a couple snippets of songs. So I think it'll be nice because all these videos are getting released. I'm going to, I think, write. I, I don't know if I'll do another EP right away. Maybe like a little free song one, something like that. You know, a couple more singles and then. Mm. Uh, for this year, and then maybe next year, something a little more substantial. Oh, that'll be pretty cool. I'm <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it, it's it's it, listening. Like, I'm I'm curious, and and I'd love to find out who you're writing for and that sort of stuff. Um, I have a lot of friends who are really into K-pop, um, and, and I'm always curious as for different genres and stuff like that. I'd love to see that sort of feeling for it, and to see if that sort of transits into more of your music. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's it's kind of cool because you both get to like what what's cool about writing for other people is that you kind of um, I feel like sometimes as an artist it can be so hard to pin down your own sound when you're influenced by a lot of things you know mm -hmm. and I feel like sometimes that can cause a, a little bit of a of a of a lack of focus in the sound that's, that's kind of jarring for people um, and so what I've loved about writing for other artists is that I kind of get like. I kind of get some other genres or things I want to write out of my system a little bit. So mm -hmm. when it's time for my music, I can kind of like really, really write what, what I want to kind of have out under my own name. But I do think that writing or like listening to that kind of music, especially when it comes to, to stuff like K-pop, that's so dense. Um, it's because since I don't speak the language, it's really then focused when I'm listening on the melody, the rhythm, and the mm -hmm. instrumentation. And I think that as a result, even on this record, it started to happen. My, I think my melody writing is, is way stronger and, and rhythmically a little more experimental in some places. And so I think going forward, I'm going to just try to like keep pushing that mm -hmm. even more. Well, and it, it does help to sort of flex your wings. I think spread your wings is maybe more where I wanted to go with that. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. And, and to lead off of that one, just I got one more question for you. I, I'm, I'm holding you up here. So... Um, is there areas even not, you know, writing for others or for yourself that you want to sort of stretch into or sort of experiment and play with? I'm always curious where artists want to go, even if it's not their main focus. Yeah, I think the biggest thing I want to work on that I, I started thinking about a lot this year is that, and I started to do it a little with, with this album, just, just a touch, where I, I've always in the past kind of written very, I, I don't think my lyrics are particularly dense necessarily but i think they're they're similar to the way i speak which is that like i i really like to use very precise language so i think lyrically in the past like i will like my vocabulary choices are often a little bit like off kilter for some for some people like they're not like top 40 pop lyrics you know and mm -hmm. and i i've never minded that but something I, I definitely want to become stronger at both for other people and, and i think for myself is being able to sort of write those really conversational sounding lyrics that feel really honest. You know, I think writers okay. like Julia Michaels and, and stuff, they're, they're so amazing at that. And I think that people think that that's easy, but it's actually quite difficult. Yeah, no, it, it is. There's a lot of skill mm -hmm. and effort to go into it. And, and, and we've talked about it a little bit, you know, I, I, I really wish people would, you know, give a little bit more credit where it's due. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I really want to thank you for, for taking the time and chatting with me. Uh, before you go, I'm going to get you to give a shout out one more time for your social media and music, just so I want to make sure people can get a hold of you. Yeah, for sure. So my name is Tall Tale. My new album is A Japanese Fever Dream. You can find me anywhere on social media under I Am Tall Tale. 
And the artist name Tall Tale, just one word, and that's T A L E, not like an animal tale, mm-hmm. like a story. <laughs> Perfect. Um, again, thank you so much. And the next time you're in the area, I would love to chat again. Of course. Thanks so much for having me. We'd love to talk again soon.